Praise the Lord. Welcome to Deep Thought Proverbs with your host and author, Dr. L.T. Bryant. The purpose of this program is to help the individual perfect a good conscience toward God, themselves, and their fellow man. And now, the thought for the moment with your host, Dr. L.T. Bryant. by the name of Flip Wilson here in America. Now you may have seen modern day comedians and actors, men disguising themselves as women. Tyler Perry and Medea, Martin and Big Mama. The list goes on, but that, but the forerunner of that was Flip Wilson. He dressed up in a pink dress, like with a purse in his hand. And his name was, I believe, was Geraldine. But the favorite phrase that he would say was, "The devil made me do it," and everybody would laugh. But how many times? <clears throat> Do we say the devil made me do it? Or should I say, cast the blame of our behavior on someone else? I did this because of what they did to me, what they said to me. I responded in this way because everybody else was. But we must learn to never allow the ignorance of men to shape and affect our own character. We have to have confidence in who we are, <clears throat> where we stand, and what is right. And we must understand that we will hear, be held accountable for every word that proceeds out of our mouth, every thought that enters into our head, every action that we do. Yes, Lord. <clears throat> and we must learn that the spirit of a prophet is subject to the prophet. The spirit of a person is under control of that person. And by the grace of God, nothing can influence me if I don't desire to All right. do so. Yes, the only way <clears throat> something can fully affect us is if we let our guards down and there's something in us that can relate to that which is coming against us, good or bad. There have been <clears throat> troubled people, troubled children, brought up in very troubled situations, 
meeting all the, the statistics of a child that would fail. Nothing good about the background. <clears throat> but yet, they grow up and be what we may call superstars. They beat the odds. They become uh, rich, famous, or a successful businessmen. And to look at their upbringing, there was nothing that said in their environment that they could succeed. And then at the same time, there are those who grew up, everything was right. The atmosphere was just right. The money was there. The support was there. The education was there. The family was there. And they turn out to be close to a serial killer or someone that is irresponsible or alcoholic, someone that never succeeds. I said that to say this, we cannot always attribute our failures or success to our environment. The environment may affect us in some ways, but it does not have to direct our hearts. It does not have to determine how we come out. That comes from the heart. That comes from within. It is possible to live in the worst of conditions and yet you still become one of the best of people. That's right. Because you did not allow the influence of things around you to affect you. Yes, sir. We can either become a part of our environment, good or bad, or we can learn from it. But you got to understand, because my father was an alcoholic, I'm talking, doesn't mean I have to be one. Because my family was divided growing up, doesn't mean I have to have one. At the same token, a man, a lot of parents must realize you can't always compare children. Because my brother was excelled in this field doesn't mean I have to. Yes, right. Or because my sister stood out in this way doesn't mean I have to. But one thing I do know that I have to give an account for myself. Yes, right. And I must be sure of myself that I conduct myself in every way that is reasonable and righteous regardless of a bad relationship, poor environment, being mistreated. Jesus said when you're real, don't throw real for real. It's also written in the proverb, if you hang around a quarrelsome man, you may become one. But however, how can two walk together except to agree? I often tell parents that when the child is born, they're all yours. But you can tell which children are the children of the flesh, meaning you're just their parent, or the children of your heart that they're yours indeed. And you can hardly sometimes, unless you have an IDC, you don't always really know until they reach the age of decision making. Those children that are <clears throat> just your biological children, but they're not in your heart, they go their own way. They go completely the opposite way of the family, good or bad. But the children that are yours in heart and spirit, they remain and they stand. And that's how you know. That's how you understand know. that. God created men. Those men who really love God, Adam, Abel, they walk with them. The choice they make is, is him. But these men that, for 
only creation with God is these people love God. Children of Adam, they chose to go the way of the world. This is why you have in the world children of disobedience and you have the children of God. From the same source, different hearts. So remember that. Job was a righteous man. There was none like Job. A thing I like about that is that you can still be different. You can stand out and be an individual about that's not like you. Yes, because nobody can beat you at being you. <clears throat> but yet, he was well loved and well liked. And if you understand the story of Job, God allowed the devil to try his home. <coughs> so the devil attacked Job with all that he had. He took all of his money, all of his wealth. You're talking about a tragedy. He lost all of his ten children in one day. Mm -hmm. All of them. His own wife came and said, why are you trying to hold on to your integrity? Curse your God and just die. Mm -hmm. His best friends came and they sat down when they saw the distress and the condition of Job. How he had been smitten with sores from head to toe. Until they put forth such a foul odor. He had lost everything once the life of the party has now become a nothing. And they sat down and just looked at him in disgust. And one by one, his friends began to explain to him where he could have went wrong. And yet, in all of that, this is what God told the devil. As the sons of God came together again, God was speaking with his angels, the devil comes up. And God says to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? Of course, Satan had been going back and forth, trying Job. And God said, you see how that there's not a man that has integrity like him? The Bible says that in everything Job was afflicted with, everything that came his way, he did not lose his integrity. Amen. He did not lose his sincerity. Yes, no pain, no loss and death of all his children, yes. no turning of his wife nor the criticism of his friends. He did not allow the ignorance of men to affect his character. Yes, he did not allow people speaking in foolishness and, and accusation. He did not allow the pains upon his body and the, the loss of his children yes, to cause or to affect the way he felt in his heart toward God. And still, he said, the scripture says, he did not curse God with his mouth. He did not lose his integrity. Yeah. There ought to come a time when we have to stop saying the devil made me do it. Yeah. There's a time when we have to stop saying the people made me do it. Yeah. Amen. But we have to be true to what's in our hearts. You rail me, I won't rail you. Why? Because I don't want to. It doesn't look good on you, and I'm sure it won't look good on me. You whisper in my ear, you talk about someone uh, in an ungodly way or in an accusational manner. You're giving me your opinion of what you think this and that and how they did this and how they did that and then you ask me what I think. Well, I can tell you this, as far as I know, they're all right with me. I hear what you're saying, I'll keep it in mind, but I will not allow you to persuade me to turn against anyone unnecessarily. I will not allow you to persuade me or uh, 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 to base my character off of the things you say and do yes, after the way you respond. I'm responsible for me. 
I remember when I was a, in grade school, a young lady came to school and all the girls were jealous of her. Nice young girl, well, in fifth grade. And I didn't go to a party in my life. Uh, even when I was a nightclub entertainer, I never club. It was a job for me. But the, I saw how everybody put her down and talked about her. And she'd been a new girl in town and invited everybody out to the party. And everybody in school was saying, we're not going. Uh, all the bully girls put her down. And we were in the sandbox. A uh, young guy and myself. And he said, Larry, are you going to go to so-and-so party? I don't usually go to party, but I said, I'm going. Why? Nobody else is going. Everybody talking about her, this and that. I said, well, that's what they say. I said, but I'm going. And I went. And it was all right. Now, the only reason I went was because I didn't appreciate at that age how everybody was dissing, not liking this girl, and didn't know her. But she was a kind young lady. There was just something in me that I did not want the influence or the peer pressure of my friends to teach me how to think. You see, when you're influenced by others and you move and act upon that influence, you're deceiving yourself if it's really not your heart. That's right. And then if the result is a negative <laughs> result, then you have to deal with that. And you really don't know how because it's not what you really intended to do. And then you have remorse. You go somewhere and hide your head because you weren't true to you. You cannot and you must understand because your environment is bad doesn't mean you have to be. Yes, because the people you're surrounded with does not have good character, mm -hmm. you don't have to. If you join yourself to them, sure, you become like them. But believe me, it's possible to be in the midst of something and not be of it. When I was in business, I went to the meetings and seminars, but when they had their Christmas parties and things like that, I didn't attend. I, don't Amen. I was in the company, son, but I wasn't of it. I wasn't of it. I went home to my own company as the apostles of the first church did. They got through preaching and doing what they did. The Bible says they went to their own company. Want to try keeping your own company sometimes. And not hanging out in that world. And so you have to be careful. Lot we talk about how Abraham and Lot separated. Lot was given the first choice, and he looked and saw the beautiful things of Sodom and Gomorrah. Beautiful. And so he said, we'll go this way. And him and his family went into the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, nice homes, money, prosperous. But it was a very ungodly place. And I imagine a lot of preachers might have preached on a lot. He got the lust of the eyes. And he did this and he went looking for luxury. But sometimes you have to see the end of the matter. A lot really didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. It looked good to the eyes, sure. Better than the mountains and the plains. So he, looking out for his family, he went in that direction. But when he got there, he found out that it looks for the sea. Mm -hmm. 
And the end of the matter is this. The Bible says that just man, called him a just man, Lot, was vexed every day at the sins he saw going on in those cities. When he got there and realized this is not of God, Lot refused. He was the only house on the block that was serving Yah. Only house on the block that not indulge in the sins of those cities. Only house on the block that had faith in God. And he was vexed every day. But he didn't join himself to the neighborhood club. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. He didn't hang out with the men in the neighborhood. He didn't go out and mingle trying to be accepted because he realized that their characters were ungodly and he refused to allow the ignorance and the sinfulness of men to shape and mold his character. He stayed in his own house. Amen. Everything around him was corrupt. So corrupt that God destroyed it all. But Lot remained righteous. You can remain righteous. Yes, you can keep a good character. Yes, you can walk with a pure heart. Regardless of what comes against you. Who comes against you. Yes, what your environment is. You do not have to allow the ignorance of men to shape and mold your character. Yes, you don't have to be like things around you. Yes, you cannot make an excuse because everybody else did it. I did it. Not an excuse. Because you don't have to. You don't have to. And even the Christ said, forgive them, for they will not forgive them. When they came to get Jesus in the garden, Peter took a sword. Thank God he was a fisherman and not a sword. He cut the man's ear off, missing his whole head and his neck. <laughs> Jesus picked the air up, put it back on the man. They still took it. You're not going to serve God unless you want to. I said he cut the man's ear off. Peter did. Jesus picked the air up, put it back on the man, <laughs> and they still took it. Amen. But he told Peter, you live by the sword, you die by it. Don't allow these people, Peter, to call you to act. So don't build your life upon the opinion of others. Don't allow the ignorance of other people to make or break you. But know yourself. Be true to yourself. Be true to God. And remember, because everybody's doing it, it seems like you're the only one that's trying to do, you continue to do what you Amen. Doing. Yes, Lord. Because you do not have to give in to the crowd around. Do not have to allow the ignorance of men to shape and mold. Church, say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And this is your deep thought, Proverbs for the moment. Until next time, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might.